1: The BHP podcast is presented by bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt.
2: The BHP podcast is proudly presented by Element Outdoors, Cold Steel Knives, HHA Sports, Grind Life Coffee, Skull Hooker, Scott Archery, and Burris Optics.
0: Hey everyone, this is Tim for Bowhunter Planet. Make sure you check out the nude podcast, Respect the Game, wherever you find your podcast.
2: The coronavirus has ripped through our society in such a bad way. So I want to take a moment to thank the first responders, our nurses, doctors, firemen, policemen, and military for everything they do and giving us a chance to fight this thing with the best of our abilities. Thank you from the BHP family to yours. Hello and welcome to the BonerPlan.com podcast. Myself, Dave Thomas, and Tim Azaran tonight, along with our friends from PSE, Bobby and Dan. How are you guys? Great. How are you guys
1: doing? I'm doing all right. How
2: are you guys enjoying your uh, stay at home? (laughs)
3: <laughs> As you can tell, I've turned into a barber since I've stayed at home, so I had to go with the quarantine cut. That was a, a fine, a
1: fine good barber, I might add.
3: <laughs> so
0: I hope you didn't tip him too much.
3: No, yeah. uh, his clippers actually stopped working halfway through the first
2: strip, so. Uh,
1: I, hope you save, I hope you save the receipt for that haircut. <laughs>
2: um so yeah so what's what's new at psc guys what you guys been working on over there besides all this covet issue
1: (laughs) holy cow man what what haven't we been working on um and i was just uh, with lonnie workman for a bit today and we sat down and talked about some new some names for a new target bow that we're gonna introduce here sometime in the future I'm not nice. tomorrow, not <laughs> next week, but you know, we are, we are always working on something at any given time. So whenever anybody asks me, you know, what's new, what's coming out, you know, we're always working on something. I'm never hundred percent sure. What's going to land on the table. Um, we have a whole bunch of stuff in the works at any given time, but I do know at, at this point, we've got a new target bow that we're working on the, the, um, uh, uh, target bows that we have in the line now are phenomenal and we've got a great team of guys like Dan that have given us some great input on how to make them even better so luckily we have Dan on our side to, to give us that kind of input
2: yeah that's awesome Um, so are, have you guys ever stopped to think about and I, you might you guys actually might know this number and if you don't it's fine I get it but like have you ever stopped to think about like how many Bows have we actually made? Not not the, the full count, but the the amount of uh, different models over the years.
1: Oh man, it, it, that that question came up not too long ago. Um, this year started my my 23rd year with PSE, and each and every year we have 25 to 30 models. Uh, wow, so a, lot, a lot of a lot of carryover, obviously, but PSE's been around for 50. So wow. If you, have a minute a time. To, if you have a minute to do the math, you know, 50 years of 20, <laughs> I don't think they had that many SKUs back in the first couple years, but I know for as long as I've been there, it's been 25 to 30, you know, dedicated models every year. Every year. Yep. Wow. Yep.
2: So that's, that's, that's incredible. incredible. That's what I was just thinking about. I just, I was just thinking, I'm like, man, I wonder how many Bose PSCs actually had different models. I mean... Going back to the bow madness stuff, when I when I started, when I first I bought my first PSC, and it was a Bow Madness XS, and uh, I got it at Bass Pro Shop. I'll never forget it, though because it was uh, I, I probably told you guys a story before, but it was kind of a turning point for me in my archery, and this is back in 2009. And and I kept missing. I had this other bow, and I just kept missing deer, and it was so frustrating. And finally, I got so mad. I went to the store. I went to that Bass Pro, and I saw it. It was a package deal and uh i bought it and i killed like literally two three deer right away with it and i was so excited it, it just reignited my archery experience you know and i'll never forget that and I, i'll never forget um, when i started first working with you guys because i was so excited because of that moment like just thinking back of what psc did for me in my yeah. career of hunting like it really helped me rejuvenate something i didn't kill a deer from like 2000 to 2009. That's how bad of a, a lull I had with the other bows I tried over the years. And I just couldn't, I don't know, man. It was, it was crazy. It was just such a huge difference, you know? And I, I and the funny part to me is if you look at that technology, we go back to that bow, that Bow Madness XS 2009, uh, that bow was amazing. And just to think about how far it's come from that point is just incredible. Honestly, just incredible
1: yeah we, we we've come a long way and i love i love to hear stories like that you know being being so close to it you know we're inside the, the walls of the building every day and we're so focused on selling the next bow um we sometimes lose that that feeling and, and we ship eighty thousand bows a year and eighty thousand people a year or more get that feeling does that make sense yeah we can we kind of we kind yeah, of no. You know, so, but, you know, with me, you know, my first, first PSC, I was 16 years old. My first job was at a Dairy Queen, um, and I saved up enough money to, and I even put it on layaway. That's how little money I was making, but. That's a lot of ice cream cones. It is, a lot of ice cream cones. (laughs) Um, But uh, I put it on layaway, and I bought my first PSE bow, and this was 30-some years ago. I, I. I still remember that feeling of getting that first bow, killing the first animal with it. You know, um, so I, I love to hear that story, Dave. That 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 means an awful lot. And even even guys like Dan, you know, he's probably shot, he probably lost hundreds, count of miles. hundreds of bows. <laughs> yeah. But but what I was about to say was, you know, he he's probably shot hundreds of three hundreds in his lifetime. And for me to be there with him in Vegas when when he shot one, I know it's not his only one but I got to be there with them. So I know what that feeling is like, even though he shot a, a bunch before and he'll shoot a bunch again. I know he remembers that moment when we were together in Vegas and he shot that 300 with this PSE bow. I mean, those those moments mean a lot to to every one of us.
3: Yeah, yeah that's mean, incredible. I, I hear it all the time when I go into shops. Oh, I, my first bow was a PSE or I had this PSE back at, at this time in my life and I absolutely loved it. So yeah, I said the, the amount of people that you interact with on a, Regular basis that have felt what PSE can do for them, it's it's kind of astounding.
0: Yes. Yeah, so Dan, give us some give us some highlights as to what keeps drawing you back to PSE. Here. You've had such great success, obviously, and they're they're definitely doing something right. Give us some uh, give us some color. Today.
3: I mean, one of the great things that I love about PSE is every person in engineering, in marketing, uh, basically anyone in the company shoots or hunts or does something with archery. So it's not just an engineer that looks on a computer and does whatever and makes it makes a, a bow work. they're out in the field using the product and they, they know what they want. They know what's going to make a product better. So whenever they go in and they get on their computer and do their magic, they know what they're looking to do.
0: That's awesome. And I think we hear that you know hear that a lot about you guys is that every, everybody that I know that loves PSD that shoots PSE, um, they say a lot of a lot of similar stuff is so that you guys really know what the person on the other side of that ball that other side of that transaction really wants because you guys listen
3: yeah i mean we're we're out there using the stuff in the field every day i'm going to tournaments i hunt like i said engineers they're all hunters um i've seen some massive stuff that kevin's killed um, doing some deep backcountry hunting with some of our other sales reps and they say we're we live breathe and love
0: archery
2: that's awesome so let's um so dan why don't you start why don't you guys start taking us a little bit through the models this year um i know we got some of the other guys have just uh, tuned in from the show kevin's on now jamie i think brian's been uh jumping back and forth but why don't you take us real quick through uh the models that you guys uh, are are promoting this year and uh, maybe we can then ask people can ask questions online if they have questions on it
3: yeah, absolutely. So uh, in October, when we released the new line, uh, the, the Evo, with it being our 50th year, we kind of went back to a, a few names that have been good for us in the past, uh, names that are real recognizable. And for our flagship this year, we came back with the Evo name. So it's Evo NXT. You've got a 31, a 33, and a 35. So there's the 31. Uh, they've all Got the same basic geometry as far as limb angles grip angles and things like that. Um, just length differences and brace height differences. So depending on what what the end consumer needs, if they need something small for a ground blind or need something real maneuverable, they're going to go with something a little bit shorter. If they need something a little bit longer, uh, want to extend their range a little bit more, we've got a 33 and a 35. I think Bobby's got a 35 there.
1: 33.
3: 33. Uh, I, yeah, I do have
1: a 35 as well, but yep. um, this is A uh, 33 is what I have here in my hand right now.
3: So, and then uh, we took that same uh, kind of uh, limb angle and geometry and uh, kind of took our carbon game to the next level as well. So, um, we brought all the carbon stuff in house. So, we are actually making this complete bow in Tucson now. So, um, we've got the carbon cave where we've got uh, individuals that are actually hand laying all these carbon uh, carbon pieces onto this core to make this riser. So this is 100% made in Tucson now. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know if you could see it in in the video right there. I'm going to try and see, but uh, uh, trying to figure this out. But anyway, made made 100% right here in the USA in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, you can't see that very well, but um, nice. made made in the usa right in our plant here in tucson
3: so and and to me this this bow um, was the biggest holy cow moment when we went to the sales meeting and shot it Um, the old carbons were great i loved them i shot quite a number of deer with them i shot one of my biggest deer ever with a carbon bow uh, that we made Um, but just the feeling of this bow and how it shoots and how dead it is in your hand for a bow that weighs three and a half pounds was just like holy cow the being able to have all the manufacturing done in-house and having our engineers hands on it every day they did an absolute number on this thing and made it unreal and i think the the numbers have spoken uh with how many we have on back order and how many people are still waiting for these things i mean this bow right here is amazing
1: yeah dan That's touched cool. on earlier with uh with the new limb angle we we started off with the slightly a uh, slightly uh, harder angle at the pocket. So that lays back the limb some more. It did increase the brace height by just a hair, but what you gain with how good that bow feels and aims and points is incredible. And then kind of touching uh, again on what Dan said about having our own engineers touching it and doing it in-house. We learned so much about the carbon process over the last year that uh, we we're, we were able to go back to the smaller grip profile um, like we did with our 2016 carbon without having that bridged handle design that we had on the original. But we we learned so much about it that we're able to make this current handle in an 80 pound configuration too. So to yeah, get that's a cool. build, that's yeah, that's three point, what is it Dan, 3.3 three pounds?
3: Yeah, it's, I think it's listed at 3.5, but the one I've got here is 3.3. Um, so I mean, it's between 3.3 and 3.5. Um, and, and to get, know, get that,
1: we, yeah, to get, get that, that smaller profile, yeah, at eighty pounds, that's that's unheard of. Can, yeah, we can were, you guys
2: go through real quick and just tell us about the configuration of the carbon? Because we know, I know that your carbon bows are different than other ones in the market. I know there's a lot more into the riser itself. Can we? Can you guys go through that real quick?
1: So the our riser is a single monocoque design. That means it's a one piece handle. It's not multiple tubes fused together. Um, so the, those handles are only as good as their, as their fused pieces are. And with ours, it's a, it's a one piece monocoque handle. It's a carbon layup design. So it's not multiple tubes. It's multiple sheets of carbon. And there's actually over 180 layers of carbon to make that handle. Um, yeah. With Dan, that profile that Dan is holding up right there, I'll, I'll, I'll hold mine up too if I'm on the video right now. But now th- this profile here, there are sheets with this profile, sheets with this profile, sheets at the grip, and also sheets at the bottom part, and and we layer. um it look, the sheets to carbon actually look like a like a real heavy duty vinyl decal is kind of what it looks like, but. Um, we layer them together. There's a lot of special magic and epoxies and glues and resins that they used to put them together, but they they form this shell and then they put it they they put a an acoustic core on the inside into the mold and the, that acoustic core is what presses the shell into the mold, creating the creating the handle. That makes any sense. I know it's kind of hard to imagine without actually being there and seeing it. But the point of it is, it the finished product is a one-piece monocoque shell. No, no glued pieces together. It's it's one one solid handle. The only thing we glue on it now is the plate that goes on on the side for the yeah right there. What Dan is showing us uh, that gives us the emblem and the site mount holes. And what, what
2: let's talk about MSRP, what's the price of the carbon compared to your better like uh, aluminum bows. What's the, what's the delta, I guess.
3: So like the a flag, a flagship uh, aluminum bows 1099 and then looking at this one, you're at
2: 1599. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was trying to understand the difference. People always ask that question. They always want to know when it comes to prices. What's the difference, you know,
3: When, when we um, were out the factoring toward the carbon cave, if you actually saw what goes into making this handle and making this riser and the amount of painstaking time and attention to detail, not just the materials being more expensive, but just the actual amount of hand time on each one of these things is it's it's mind boggling. I mean, they, they showed the assembly line of them putting all the pieces on there and the checklists, and the double checks and the, I mean, it's, it's a lot of time to make one of these risers. It's not like you can just throw this on a machine and let it run and and do everything. It's Mm -hmm. hands on time. Someone's actually taken time to put all these pieces on one by one. Yeah.
2: I'd also be very clear is that, you know, people, um, when it comes to prices and stuff, like a bow like that is worth every penny. And I understand people might think, oh, that's way too much money or because they say this about all carbon bows in the industry, but the problem is, if you want the best, if you want something that's a premier and premium something, you're going to pay for it. It Doesn't matter what the sport is; it could be golf. I could buy a golf club that's twelve hundred bucks for one. You know, and it's yeah. got a special carbon in it. So it doesn't really matter the price. It, it, it comes down to it. you're not making as many. They're going to be as more. They're going to be expensive because there's more work being done to them. The materials are more expensive. There's a lot more to it. So people who don't understand supply chain might not really get that in the end, but hey, you guys have other bows. You have the options in that whole line of, of what you offer. So I think it makes complete sense to have one at the highest end.
3: That's one of the great things I love about working for this company is someone comes in and says they want a bow and it's basically, it's like, all right, what are you going to do with it? What's your price range? And we can show them three or four bows that'll fit in exactly what they want to do. So, Anybody, no matter what they want to do, how much they want to spend, can get a PSE and take it home with them.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So so one of the questions. questions.
0: Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to ask, because I know you guys got a lot new for 2020. I think you have a new crossbow as well. I'm a crossbow guy, so I always like to talk about that and mention that. But you guys got some new, you got a new crossbow.
3: Yeah, we've got a new crossbow. Um, I was hoping to have one uh, here to show, but unfortunately with all the COVID stuff going on, it's kind of put a hurting on getting those done. So those were supposed to be done by now, but with having government shutting places down, manufacturing, we're just things we can't do. So, but yeah, we've got a new one. I've shot it quite a few times. Um, It's a real, real narrow design, kind of a bullpup design. So it's real, real short uh, front to back and narrow wise um it's 400 feet a second um and the thing that i noticed about most about it when i shot it was how good the trigger is so i know david worked on um some stuff with it to get some lead off on it so there's less pressure on the trigger box so then there's less pressure on the trigger so you can make a crisper trigger without having to hold all that load at full draw yeah
0: that, that's awesome I, that, that is exactly what you kind of look for nowadays is it's, it's really those little things like the, the trigger feel that really separates um, crossbows out there nowadays. I mean, there's a lot of tech that goes into a lot of different ones. Um, this yeah. thing is sick looking. Dave has it up on the screen right now. It is just absolutely sick. looking. 400 people. That this sector, looks awesome, guys. You know, yeah. yeah. and, bro, I, that, that thing is, it, it, looks, it looks pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, we're pretty we're sick. I love the soft. name
0: too, Warhammer. It, it tells <laughs> yeah. you exactly what it's going to do. <laughs> <clears throat>
3: yeah, I, the, the trigger on it was the most impressive thing for me whenever I shot it. Um, you can see the foot stirrup. Uh, instead of having a conventional stirrup where you actually have to put your shoe foot inside a stirrup, it actually sits yeah. flat. So when you step on it, you don't have to, like if you got a big rubber boot, you don't have to worry about getting your boots stuck inside of it. You actually step on it. And then uh, up at the top, you can kind of see uh, where the stock was like a little wing thing um, by where you put your shoulder. That's a, actually a, a leg rest. So whenever you stand on um, that stirrup, but that part actually leans against your leg and makes it really stable when you're cocking it too.
0: Awesome. No, I, I don't think it's in this picture here, but there there is a um, like an automatic cocker for it.
3: We do have a we do have a crank uh, device for it okay. as well that'll so go right in the back.
2: That's great. You know, one of the questions that came up on the uh, the live feed is uh, someone asked, "Will you does PSE offer any target bows for a thousand dollars or less?"
3: Uh, yeah, we've got the uh, Centrix and Centrix SB. Um, those are six ninety nine. Um, so there, the top left. There's a Centrix LD, and in the top uh, right, middle is a Centrix SD. Uh, those are $699. You got 33-inch axle axle, and you've got draw length ranges from uh, 23 to 32 inches.
2: Perfect. All right, I'll, I'm just uh, rolling through some of the questions. If you guys got any more questions on the uh, the the live feed right now, go ahead and ask them. Uh, also. Uh, If any of the guys on the call with us, uh, Kevin or uh, Jamie, uh, Tim, if you guys got anything, go ahead and ask those now as well.
0: I got a a quick question on that uh, crossbow. The way that foot is, if you're sitting like in a blind or at a table or something like that, can you use it to stabilize it too? It looked like you could use it too. That looks looks pretty cool.
3: Yeah, you kind of got a built-in bipod with it as well.
0: Yeah, that is is really, I, I like that.
3: So I know one of our pro staffers, uh, Bill Eppert, got got one the other day, one of the prototypes, and was out playing with it, and they were shooting a quarter size uh, bullseye at sixty
1: yards with it.
0: <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's 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 impressive.
2: So uh, one yeah. of the questions that came up uh, is from Chuck Wolf. It says, "How is the new partnership with John Dudley working out so far?"
3: I've actually got one right here that was going to be the next thing I was going to go to. So. Um, so this is the new NTN. So this is based off of a uh, Evo NXT33. Uh, John's kind of put some of his own touches to it to kind of make it his own his own version of our uh, Evo NXT33. So um, some of the things he's done, uh, you probably can't see it here, but he's done a dual burger buttonhole. Um, so if you're going to put like an AAE prophecy or an AAE um, Pro Drop on it. You can use the dual burger buttonholes. I'm sure there's a lot of other uh, rests that will fit in there as well. So you can have a real tight lockdown with the thing. There's no way it can move with two uh, burger buttonholes there. Um, he's actually put a pretty cool stand here that actually screws into the riser, so you can actually use that to let it stand up on its own. So if you're hunting out of a ground blind, um, you can use that as that. Or if you're just shooting on the range and want to just stand it up, you can use that as well. And one of the other cool things with this is these unscrew. And you can take these and screw them together. Put that in your hunting quiver so then you can always carry your stick with you.
2: That's awesome. Nice.
3: Um, So, yeah, and then obviously, uh, John's. John's got a thing with green, so we did a, an olive green riser for him. And uh, his partnership with Sitka has allowed us to put subalpine limbs on these as well.
2: Ooh, that's really cool. I like the color.
3: Yep. And then we're doing a, uh, a carbon version of this as well. Uh, the carbon is the same thing, just with the color differences. There was no changes just because it's so hard to change the carbon. It's not like you can just go in and program uh, different machine cut on the riser to make something different the carbon's gonna you're gonna have to completely change the mold so we are doing a a john dudley version of the carbon with the green and the subalpine limbs as well Um, and to be honest the amount of the amount of people that i've talked to that have watched john dudley's videos um have really really looked to him to help them improve their archery game has been it's mind-boggling to be honest with you Um, i was in a shop the other day uh, I guess it was two or three weeks ago. That was probably almost a month ago. Um, but he, guy came in was looking at the bows and he's like, I have John Dudley to thank for keeping me in archery. And I'm like, Oh yeah, how's that? How's that? So he's like, I missed a deer so bad. He goes, I had target panic and I just went on YouTube and looked up how to beat target panic. And John Dudley stuff was the first thing that came up. And I started watching his, his videos and he got me back into archery and he goes, now I'm actually going to tournaments competing
2: now too. So, um it sounds like something brian and jamie should start watching <laughs> yeah, <that's for> sure. <laughs> uh, um so i'll i'll go through a couple more comments on on youtube Yeesh. some people uh said love psc bows the last couple of years i shot a 2011 bowtech bowtech invasion hadn't found another bow since however the evolve cams have me made, made me made me think twice and I have to admit, that Evolve cam is unbelievable, guys. Yeah. What's changed with that cam and how beautiful that thing is. So smooth. Um, another guy says, got the new Evo NTN. Couldn't be more happier. John Dudley hit it uh, on on the point. Um, in the last, there was one more question. Says, Will they be coming out with the hunting strap on the Evo NTN?
3: Uh, it is actually already machined into the riser. So I don't know if you remember when I came up and we did the Evokes and showed you the push-button sling. Yeah. Yes. It'll actually go right in there. So yes, we do already have a sling for this for this bow.
0: Nice. Cool. Yep. Already available. Awesome. So looking forward cool. to kind of 2020 here. I know everybody is is talking about what's going on in the world today. Um, are you guys seeing any like supply chain issues getting everything out to your dealers and all that kind of stuff? Like are the consumers going to see maybe a little bit of a change in how they're going to need to purchase the Bose this here or anything like that
1: there, there's no doubt that that we're all going to realize those kind of changes going forward no matter what it is that you need to buy but uh but yeah we when all of this all this craziness got started um, we saw we had a great shipping month in march I think some of the dealers, you know, started buying up some stuff, or consumers were 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 buying up some stuff at the time, worried that they weren't going to be able to get it, and then um, everything pretty much just shut down in in April. All of the the archery only shops. I know this way it is in Arizona. I'm sure it's like this everywhere else that they're a non-essential. If they're archery only, they're considered non-essential. So a lot of our retailers are just closed right you know so, um, consumers are calling them calling their favorite local dealers and making private appointments where they're not gathering up with bunches of people and and hopefully being careful you know, with the, with distancing when they get there and making their transactions but yeah this, this is definitely going to change the way everybody buys yeah yeah i have to yeah. imagine
0: we're going to see yeah. you know a shift know a lot more maybe online um but i think as these i really do do think that as as these states start to come back online and we start to see shops open up i think we're going to see a really big increase in the consumer demand Uh, not just because it's pent up but i think you know people are really looking for ways to get outdoors again you know and i I think in a way that this Whole coronavirus has brought you know out the point of kind of a little bit of the self-survival type of mentality, which which I think we're all hoping is going to spark a little bit of a uh, little bit of sentiment sentiment in the in the hunting industry and bring people back into the hunting industry that maybe got out or bring new people in as well.
1: Exactly, exactly what you were saying, you know, with uh, I'm sure you've all have seen all the posts from people at home getting bored out of their minds and running out of things to do. because They can't go to the office. They can't go to the store unless they absolutely have to. So they're just trying to find whatever they can uh, to keep themselves busy. Well, we we just finished up a, a two week, a three week campaign um, that we hashtag our tree is immune and we had people send in pictures of them shooting their bow and I think a lot of people that were at home that that you know, didn't have a bow to shoot sure as heck wish they did and hoping that that this campaign is gonna put that thought into everyone's mind and hopefully we don't ever get put into this situation again but if we do and those folks that didn't have a bow to play with during quarantine will, will surely have one as soon as this is all over uh, with yeah
2: yeah I think a lot uh, of- one of the
0: a yeah. lot of deer better look out this year. People are practicing. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
2: you're right. About I think that. Uh, hopefully what comes of this is a more progressive push towards archery and learning to hunt because I feel like with what we're seeing in the news with the shortages of meat and red meat being a shortage issues, people who are hunting or have the advantage right now, right? Cause we have deer, we have venison in the freezer. So I'm hoping that changes things, right. And and maybe makes more people think twice. I know I've, again, personally been asked, we talked about this on some of the other podcasts, but I personally have been asked about, you know, how, how to hunt and things like that. Now that people are, I'm really interested in this thing like hey you know if this thing could come back every year maybe I need to be more prepared and yeah. learn to hunt and, and, and get some deer right and get something in my freezer to protect myself for for the future so hopefully it, it does an opposite swing for you guys <laughs> yeah
0: I just, had, I just had some really good spaghetti and venison meatballs
1: Yeah. We've had had multiple variations. I'm lucky that my wife likes to eat game meat and and Mm -hmm. she probably would have been forced to eat it if if she didn't like it. But the last couple of weeks, we've had multiple variations of of game meat recipes and she loves it and I love it when she makes it. So we've been pretty fortunate as far as that goes. We haven't had to run out to the store yet to go buy too much as far as that goes. um, yep. Yeah, We've yeah,
3: actually yeah. thrown out some deer burger to make burgers for tomorrow night. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. I,
2: I just got myself that, a, a Blackstone grill. So I've been going nuts trying to cook up all I can now. It's been a lot of fun. I made well, some access gear, Dave, and it was awesome. I'm making that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: while we're while we're on that topic, I'll throw this out to you real quick. Uh, we're going to, the next, one of the next campaigns we're going to do is, is have some of our guys and Dan, I'm, we're going to include you too. And um just post up some of their favorite wild game recipes um oh nice good idea yeah yeah we think that'll be kind of neat and either show a little video of you making it or some pictures of what you put in it and how you do it i think that'll be kind of cool it probably would have seemed a little silly a couple couple years ago but (laughs) yeah i bet people are are dying to see new ways to cook it
2: up yeah sure
3: yeah, and there's a lot of really simple recipes that taste really good
1: too. So
2: yeah, you don't have to go crazy. Uh somebody somebody said on the Facebook page, uh, good use for a stimulus check to buy that new PC. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> perfect, perfect amount. Smart. <laughs> thinking outside the thinking outside the box here. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. But hey, thanks guys from PSC for joining us. Uh Dan and Bobby, it's always good to see you guys and uh talk a little bit and uh you know we look forward to this year and hopefully you guys everything rebounds good and we're back moving and and bows are sold and we get rolling that's the most important part yep. and uh um, yep. definitely looking forward to what you guys decide to do with 2021 coming up that's gonna be exciting anything hidden you guys can show us right now
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I think I got <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> both of them are right on top of it
2: <laughs> all right so check it. out psc online uh and uh, make sure you guys go to the website check out their bows they're awesome awesome bows and uh, you can see our video we did on youtube on their bow as well so uh thanks guys have a great night appreciate it hey, everybody thanks. thanks guys see ya.
1: you dealer once it's safe again yeah, yeah. get out there absolutely and challenge yeah, all your
3: all your listeners that are out there when all this stuff's over go out to your pro shop and even if it's spending 10 bucks on a pack of knocks, go out and and support them because if they're not around if something like this happens again yeah Yeah. what are you gonna do you're ready
2: great point all right thanks guys have a good one all right guys thank you